Hello, lovelies. Welcome to my podcast, Carpooling. It's your girl, Alyssa. I just want to get right into saying that this podcast is a safe haven for anyone needing it. This is a space where you can unwind and be your authentic self. Um, In this space, I want to promote kindness, respect, and love. And I am by no means perfect. None of us are. We are all flawed. But I have the same rights as you to love mine. All right. So where have I been? I honestly uh, been battling seasonal depression. I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, This time of year is so tough for me for many reasons. As much as I love being by myself and just not having to be any particular person for anyone. I'm also a needy person and I love affection and I love being needed by people. So being alone is hard for me. Um, And even though things with my family is just crazy and and messy and can't really be defined in 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 words sometimes uh they're who i have and so this time of year when you know celebrating and happy ever after and not happy ever after uh, merry christmas and and happy holidays and things like that are going on and I'm by myself, it, it's challenging and it's hard to not um, sink so deep into depression that you just kind of lose yourself to the point of where you're going through the motions and literally just doing the bare minimum to function. And so that's where I've been um, since the last podcast just doing enough so that I make sure my bills are paid and I don't have to add that to my uh, plate as well. It seems like it just sneaks up on me. I was doing so good. I was I was thriving, you know, spending time getting to know myself, spending time, just growing and learning how to be a good person, um, how to be the best version of myself and and really trying to follow my dreams anyway. Um, There's so much that I want out of life and just trying not to be sad that I haven't gotten to those things yet. And remembering that no one sets my timeline but me. Just all those things, because when you're depressed, uh, (laughs) the things that make you sad, it all just comes It comes out, you know, it's it's like a huge gushing 
waterfall that just erupts, that dam just breaks. And every little piece of droplet of water that you had had compressed behind the dam, you know, that you built, it's just torn to shreds. And so everything comes back up and um, I'm getting to a point where I'm trying to maybe not stop the flow altogether, but manage it so that there doesn't come a time where it's all built up, built up, built up, and then it explodes. Uh, life is about growth and change. And if you're living, I think you're going to constantly be growing and changing. So that's what was happening and, and where I'm at right now. And along these weeks that I've been going through, uh, I've also been, you know, looking and reading and discovering things. And something that recently has kind of swept um, through social media is, um, you know, people saying that growing up, you know, their struggle meals or um, something they ate as a kid growing up because you didn't have any other food in the house. You know, we, we probably have, I won't say all, but a majority of people have, you know, experienced struggle meals. And while, of course, I've, you know, seen that, I've seen a lot of people sharing their experiences. And honestly, it just makes my heart uh, ache so bad because something so essential to life is used in such a negative way. Um, and there's so much waste that goes on in our world that could be used to help people who are starving and, and going without food, you know, on a daily basis. But I, of course, um, my mind, I just, whenever I hear a, something or read something, my mind will just pull up anything in regards to it so that I could relate to the situation. Um, that's just, it's how my brain works. So in this instance, um, while I have no intention of like com discussing that, it, it made me think of how food was restricted for me growing up and that it was used as a punishment. I... <clears throat> I've always been overweight, and I know I've said that um, in, in podcast episodes previously, and it'll probably be said in the future, but it's just something that I, I it's the truth, it's my truth. I've always been overweight according to society's standards. And as a kid in foster care, um, 
there was so much attention put on the fact that I was overweight and I was being, you know, put on diets and going to see therapists because they wanted to find out why I liked food. Um, but no one else in the in these homes were being scrutinized like this. And in my child mind, and even now, I couldn't fathom or understand why it was so wrong for me to like food. I, I didn't understand that. But despite my lack of understanding, um, everyone who was assigned to my case thought I needed to lose weight, that my weight needed to be managed. And so they would, um, as part of my monthly income or whatever that I was providing to that home, um, a requirement was for me to have uh, meal replacement shakes. So they would buy me like Jenny Craig and 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 uh, what's that other thing? The the smoothies, the shakes. There's so much crap that I've had over the course of my life that I honestly can't even remember all of it. <laughs> but um, <coughs> Slim Fast, Slim Fast. That's the name of it. Um, excuse me, I, I have um, ended up getting the flu, so I apologize <laughs> for the cough. But yeah, I'd, I'd have some fast and, and just all these different things to help me not be hungry um, and to help me lose weight. Mind you, there are other kids in the home who are eating chicken nuggets and, and, and mac and cheese and, you know, fun food normal food that kids my age are eating and I'm being told that I can't have that food because I'm fat and I, I didn't understand that. What I understood is that I couldn't have those food that food and in my mind you were challenging me. And so I accepted that challenge. I got creative and found ways to get that food when I wanted it because you were using food, something that is an essential necessity in life for me to be able to grow and live as a punishment and restricting me from it. So um, I wasn't okay with that. And this happened in all of my homes that I lived in. And then I got adopted and I thought, well, this is gonna be great because those other kids, their mommies and daddies in those homes, let them eat whatever they wanted. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to be adopted. Obviously, I wanted my forever home. I wanted to not have to move all the time so that I could actually make friends and just have roots. You know, I wanted someone to love me and accept me for who I was. 
simple, easy, or, or at least I thought it was. Um, so I said, great, being adopted means someone being okay with me having chicken nuggets and mac and cheese and goldfish and Ritz bits cheese crackers, you know, just fun foods, normal snacks that kids have. And at first, yeah, things were great. We were, my mom's a great cook. We were having so many yummy things. And then we started to get a lot of foster kids. And it went from, you know, us having good food to now we're locking things up and we're eating the serving size on packaging. Like if, you know, Pop-Tarts, there are so many things that I shouldn't even know the serving size to, but I do. Pop-Tarts, a serving is one Pop-Tart, not both. It's just one. So we would have one Pop-Tart in the morning with whatever serving of milk. I think it's like a cup or half a cup that says on the thing. And that would be breakfast. Cereal got measured out. Um, Juice boxes. Yeah, we would split them and then add water to them. Just everything... Everything has a serving size on it, and that's the serving that we got. It didn't matter if we were so hungry. It just, that's that's how we ate. And the thing is, is that these serving sizes, they're not according to each individual. They're according to some diet plan that someone else created, it's not functional for every single person. So for you to put that type of restriction on children, growing children, it just, it wasn't right. I just, things like this, and and no matter how much I talk to her about it, or I tried to express and explain, like this created deep-seating trauma in me to the point of where we food was so restricted that when I did leave home, I went crazy because it was like I literally felt like a kid in a candy store being able to buy whatever and eat whatever I want because I didn't I didn't know healthy boundaries when it came to food. And that's just how it is with everything. Like if you create restrictions and you don't allow true ideals to be set for things, then you're creating problems and emotional 
situations for your kids that they're going to be stuck with potentially their whole lives. To this day, I'm I'm 30 years old and just I'm I'm learning now how to have portion control. And it's not that I there's such a negative connotation that, you know, fat people eat so much food and it's, I honestly don't. It's just, I eat whatever I want. And I know not all the time that's what's best for me, but because I've been restricted my whole life and there were times where I would be given food or a meal and it was nothing but vegetables. And you wonder why now I hate vegetables. That's why (laughs) I've been conditioned to hate them. It it was something given to me as a form of punishment. So in my mind, every time I see that stuff, it's bringing up trauma. It's reminding me of all those times where I was denied fun food because I was forced to eat green beans. I was forced to eat carrots with no seasoning, not cooked. And then you want to be like, oh, you don't like vegetables because you're fat. No, I don't like vegetables because I've been forced to eat them all my life. And now I've just shut the door on the situation because it pulls up too much stuff in my mind when I'm presented with this situation. But growth and change and therapy help alleviate this trauma so that I can face these situations and be okay with it. Am I out here eating raw vegetables? No, not outside a salad. But I will cook them now, which is much further than I could have, which means I've come much further than I would be able, would have been able to say even a year ago. Now I'll eat some carrots. If you um, do it in like a foil pack with a roast and I'll eat some broccoli, you know, you just, you can't use food as a punishment. It's wrong. And it doesn't teach your child anything. That's, it's just Food is necessary. Water is necessary. Because a punishment, the definition of that word, it's defined as the infliction or imposition of a penalty as retribution for an offense. What offense could I have done as a child that was great enough for anyone to decide you shouldn't eat? That like, no, 
there's not any offense that I could have done. So you're conditioning your child that food is bad and that I am bad for liking food. These were, these are the things that I believed for so long that I was a bad person for liking food. Something that I need to survive. And that food shouldn't make me happy. That I should gain no enjoyment out of eating. And so many people, you know, say, and for the longest time I would say it too, um, I want to live, no, I want to eat to live, not live to eat. And I would say this, and, and I, there's truth in that, but food should be enjoyed too. It shouldn't control your life, no, but it can be used in celebration. It can be used to bring people together. It can be used to mend, you know, to start a conversation, to make someone fall in love. Food is a powerful element. And I think that the conversation revolving around it, it needs to change. And I'm trying to change it in my personal life because it's just had so much control over me. So much control that I have just desperately prayed, cried, screamed to not like it, to hate food. Just just so I could be healthy, just so that I could be likable. But if I can't like myself, none of that matters. I hope going forward, if you're using food, even as an adult, because I, it, was, it was hard for me to, to stop doing it. I realized that just the conditioning of using it as a punishment, it followed me into my adulthood. I would punish myself. I'd be like, well, you can't have that until you've done this. Or you can't, you can only have this because you haven't done this. That's not good either. But I'd spent so many years being conditioned like that, that it was just natural at that point. But... I'm trying to grow from that. I'm trying to 
just be better. Be so much better than the version of myself that I was yesterday. She she didn't have everything I have today. I got a little bit more hope in my pocket, a little bit more joy in my heart. Each day that I wake up and I make progress, I determine the type of person I'm going to be for tomorrow. So I know this episode was a little crazy and all over the place. It's mainly because I just came on here and started running my mouth and I didn't really have talking points, which is what I typically have whenever I do an episode. But when I started to like jot down some talking points, I just felt like my mind was going every which way. And I said, you know what? Let's just be fancy free and foot loose on this one today and see how that turns out. Um, I've got to say it's not my cup of tea. I'm <laughs> I'm very structural and um, my brain just kind of, it'll go every which way if I don't jot things down first and you'll get like, a mesh pot of thoughts and uh, and and just not so tangible ideals coming out of my mouth and hopefully everything kind of looped together but that's what a car carpool ride is about you know you get in the car at least I do with my best friend and I live 10 minutes away from her. But in those 10 minutes, we've had 20 different conversations. And it's just, we'll start one place and then she'll start another topic or I'll start another topic. And by the time I've gotten to her house, we've discussed everything we need to talk about that we haven't talked about in the since the last time we saw each other. And keep in mind that we basically talk on the phone, if not every day, every other day. Um, but she's one of the best things that's ever happened to me. So I'm so thankful for her. All right. So before I peace out, I want to leave you with this. If you are listening to my episodes. I thank you so very much. I am just one little person on this earth trying to figure out who I am, trying to make the world more lovely. Honestly, that's all I want. I want people to feel the love and happiness and joy that I feel and share it with each other and just be kind. Um, kindness is so important to me. I've been on the receiving end of kindness and I've also been on the receiving end of hatred. And so I know how wonderful kindness can make you feel. 
And if we could all just spread that just a little bit, or if we weren't capable of doing that, if we could keep our own hatred to ourselves, I truly think we could make the world a better place. But until then, like Tabitha said, <laughs> she always says, you know, if you are not going to have a good day, obviously I'm paraphrasing, um, don't go ruin anyone else's. Like, don't stop someone else's vibe because your vibe is not where you want it to be. That's the worst thing. I will see you next week for more car pulling. Bye.